you are now locked in and listening to The Issue. This guy is a franchise quarterback, and no, I don't want to hear any pushback on that. It, it feels like a top 10 roster to me. It feels like it can win a championship. This is The Issue. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is The Issue. It is Thursday, January 26th, and we have another episode here for you. Shocking and surprising is how I would describe this last week. Uh, The NFL was incredibly entertaining. We had a lot of really good teams lose. We had a lot of uh, expectations lowered and ended. Tim, obviously repping the Daddy Joe shirt today. Um, It's a big week for that. We got the matchup all set up for us. We got the Bengals and the Chiefs in the AFC Championship. Going to be fantastic. Um, you know, With ease. The Bengals are winning it all, I'm telling you. You think? It feels Brady-esque to me, does it not? Does it not? Do they not look like... Does he not look like Brady? Yeah, a lot of his decision-making throws. Just kind of saying. the script of the game plan. Very managerial at the line of scrimmage. Uh, he does a great job. Calm. Um, so calm. Yeah. We're going to get to all that NFL action today. Uh, the show's going to start off like normal. Rant from Tim on Dak and Dallas. I feel like that's the biggest story this week. Uh, <laughs> Dallas, get ready. It's not It's not going to be a pretty show for you. It's going to get rough, and it's going to get rough quick, and then it's going to stay that way for about an hour and ten minutes, however long this ends up being. Um, and then in well, to finish off the first segment, we'll have hits and misses like we normally do. Then into the second segment, we're playing the box check game, going through the four remaining NFL teams. Figuring out what boxes they check and you know ranking them to who we think is going to come out on top. And then we'll have the news to finish off segment number two. And then in the third segment, we will, of course, be predicting the conference championship games. Uh, and then we will have a discussion slash mini rant at the end on Buffalo and their loss this week to Cincinnati, which I didn't call. That, that was all you who predicted that one. Fantastic. Good. I, thought, I thought the Bengals getting five and a half was criminal. Yeah. But, okay, so I, I also – I was curious, too, while we were talking Bengals-Chiefs. I checked the line. What do you think it is? Oh, I would probably – In Arrowhead? I, I wouldn't give it anything more than three. For who? For the Chiefs, probably. They're probably favored, right? Or is this a Cincinnati favor? Point and a half for Cincinnati. Point and a half to Cincy. I like that. I would imagine because my I would take that. banged up. I'll take that all day. I don't know. Take that all day. It's interesting. Uh, so, like you said, the Cowboys lost. I mean, obviously, everyone saw it prime time right um i love seeing the videos by the way with the cowboys fans like destroying their tvs and stuff you know like as if they really expected to go to san francisco with like two and a half days less of rest and prep and and beat like a much better roster like, it was never gonna happen it's not like they go went and lost to like the giants or something right like they beat the bucks who they're supposed to and then they lost to a pretty significant like a significantly better team can i say significantly it was I only a, it was only a touchdown but i would say a better roster significantly better roster yeah. on the road but anyway, so Mike McCarthy's going to get you know a lot of the a lot of the major heat here, especially you know that last play. Did I love it? No. Was it dumb? Probably. But like you needed seventy yards in one play against the league's best best defense, right? Like that that wasn't happening. Like that that play is not really a factor to me. But if you watch the game and your main takeaway was like, "Wow, Mike McCarthy's really stupid for that play call. That's why they lost." I I can't really help you. Like was it a good call? Not really. But you scored twelve points. With the rest of them good calls? Probably not. Right? Like, also, not to mention you're often the coordinators interviewing for other positions while you're trying to prepare for a game with less rest. So, you know, you scored 12 points. 
Like, that was the, the final, like, attempt. Right? That was the final Hail Mary lateral type attempt thing to win. Right? And, and, and here's what's scary if you're Dallas. The defense played really well. Offensive line allowed one sack. You got an all-time wide receiver one performance from CeeDee Lamb. Ten grabs, what, 117, something like that. But they looked relatively prepared from a coaching standpoint. Scored early, looked good, made a couple good adjustments. Oh, no, oh, no. The running game didn't show up, okay? This is the NFL playoffs against the best defense in football. Like, it can't be perfect. So you know who it's on, right? It's on Dak Prescott. Like, I, I don't want to say in full, but if we had, like, a nice big, like, blame, like, pie here... Like a, like a pie chart, you know? 90%? I mean, 90% is fair? People want, people want to rip Mike McCarthy. Well, first of all, number one red zone team in football. That's that's coaching. I'm sorry, but that's coaching. But anyway, people want to bang on Mike, uh, Mike McCarthy, right? That's, that's interesting. Let's look at Dak with him and without him. Let's start without him, right? So that was, you know, how he kind of started his career, Jason Garrett, right? 65.3% completion, 252 yards per game, You know, 74 touchdowns, 32 picks, 94.8 rating. And then without him, it's weird, he's a, or I'm sorry, and then with, with Mike, he's a better quarterback with him, much better quarterback with him. 67.8% completion, almost 280 yards per game, same touchdown interception ratio, 99 pass rating. With, with Mike McCarthy, with Mike McCarthy. Huh. But no, no, no. It's definitely Mike's fault. For sure. Yeah, no, no, no. Let's, let's just keep blaming Mike. Let's pass the blame off to anyone other than Dak. But at some point, don't the Cow- Cowboys kind of need to look inward and say, are we really going to pay 50 large for this performance? Are we? And, and I like Dak, but I've also been very honest about it. I've said he's a franchise quarterback. 100%. But my issue is, he's, is that he's better being pulled than doing the pulling. We always talk trailer or truck. He, as a trailer, happy. If I can pay him 28 to $32 million, somewhere in that range. If I have to pay my trailer $50 million a year, oh, that's just not who he is, right? That's not what Dak does. That's not, that does not play into his strengths. Like, realistically, although it'll never really happen, right? Like, if he was a Jet or, or a Giant quarterback, right? If he was a New York quarterback, either of the team's making... $30 million, right? Nothing crazy. That's a lot of money. Not to mention you're, you know, a, a Giants or Jets quarterback, right? It's a step down from Dallas, but you still got plenty of opportunities off the field. Aren't they both significantly better rosters? Like, significantly better teams. Like, isn't, aren't the Jets a playoff team, right? Aren't the Giants more viable and probably don't get curb stomped? 100%. 100%. So I'm not saying he's trash, but I'm saying this is Dak and this is Dallas's new reality. He's a really fine B to B minus quarterback that if he's making 30 can be a really nice complimentary piece, make four throws a game, convert on third and four or less most of the time, check into some good, you know, some good run plays, audible out of some things. If he's making 30 doing that and he gives me, you know, these types of performances, I'm fine. I can sleep at night. If I'm giving him 50 large and he's throwing on third and 10, 13 times, we got problems. We got problems. That's not Dak. That's not who he is. You don't ask Kirk Cousins to do that, right? You're not asking Derek Carr to do that. You're not asking Jimmy G, right? And that's relatively the same kind of category he's in, right? And right now, Dallas has problems because it only gets worse, right? It doesn't get better. That number only goes up. He was making like I think 19 this year, 
19. And that was the result. He's making 49 next year. How about 52 the next? Right, he made 19 this year. That's the result you get. So good luck. Good luck, Dallas. Good luck, Dallas. That's that's your new reality. So have fun. So do you move off of him? That that's the thing, right? Because now here's my thing. We've seen seven years, seven oh, wow. years of Dak as the starter. Have they gotten anywhere that they've wanted to be in seven years? No. They have, what two playoff wins? He now has the same amount of playoff wins as Brock Purdy. It is, yeah. <laughs> Brock Purdy's a seventh round rookie. Now I know he's on San Francisco, much better roster. Either Kyle's way, a better coach. seven yeah, but still. years yeah. as a starter, and every single year this fan base thinks that they are going to go to the promised land. They're, they're going to go to the Super Bowl, they're going to run the table in the playoffs, and they're going to get there, and oh, Dallas. Oh, Dallas, it's our year, every single year. I know. I suggest that Dak starts getting the resume together, right? Gathering some references, you know, maybe calling up a couple buddies that he used to train with in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Personal trainer job. You know, Enterprise Rent a Car. I don't know. Just send the application out. I don't know because about that. Look, look, you can't tell me that a, a brand as big as Dallas, with an owner like Jerry, with a, a thirst to win like Dallas has, is going to sit around and just be okay with the averageness of Dak, of Dak Prescott. They but did like, it with Tony I'm, Romo for years. Well, I'm not sure. And I like Tony. They did it with Romo it's for bad. A, a it's decade bad. and a half almost. They're not going to win with him. They're not. They're never going to win with Dak. Dak, get your resume together. Get your references together. I'm get ready to move wrong. somewhere. But what? But they're drafting in the 20s every year. What are they going to do? What? Like, what's your what's your answer? They don't have many answers in Dallas. Well, exactly. And, I, I don't have so, answers for them. They've screwed it up so bad. Well, they've, they've screwed up the contracts and everything so bad with Dak and Zeke and, and everybody. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, like, right now, the problem is what, what you're paying him, right? It's not like, – like, Dak's performance, if you gave him 28 and he gave you this, would you be happy? I would sleep very well. I would take it, and I, he'd be easier to deal. He'd be easier to move around. I'd be – Sleeping like a baby if I gave him 30. Yeah. But not, not 50. Not 50. Not That's 50. the problem, right? That's the problem. And and you don't move off somebody until you have somebody else. Not everybody can be Mahomes. But with that being said, let's get into hits and misses with hit number one with the Eagles. I said last week with the Eagles, normally going into buys, I'm a little bit hesitant. You know, if a team's playing well, they take a buy, can kind of get them out of rhythm, right? But I said for the Eagles, it's actually really, really good. They're banged up a little bit. And if they come back... And they're healthy. That's a team that has the ability to move up in the rankings more than anybody. Um, and if they if they are healthy, they're going to play really, really well. And they were healthy, and they did play really well. And that was that was that the most impressive performance? Now I know they it was the Giants, right? It was the Giants who was easily the weakest of the teams remaining. Yeah. Was that the most impressive performance? You think? No. You don't like? No. I. I mean. Because they were healthy, because they had those pieces, we've seen them healthy all season for right. the first half of the year. They were really good. That I, was first half of the year, Philly. Yeah, I wouldn't expect them to fall off the cliff, but it's also not shocking to me that they handily beat the Giants, right? That's like, valid. Uh, I, I'd say the biggest shock of the week for me was the Cincinnati-Buffalo game, just watching Buffalo deteriorate That's fair. on a TV screen for three, three and a half three hours. Yeah. yeah, straight. <laughs> it was bad. Um, you know, I... I expected the Eagles to to beat the Giants. It, it was no shock. But right. now they're actually going to get a real test, right? right. And now they go see the 800-pound gorilla in the NFC, the freaking San Francisco 49ers standing there in their way, 
to get They're to the Super Bowl. And now that roster. that is a roster matchup. Now, if they can beat the, the Niners like that, then I'll say I'm shocked, I'm surprised. But the, the Giants, no. But I do think it was a hit for us. We knew that if they come back healthy, they were gonna yes. they're gonna be really really good, and that a bye would do them well. And it did hit number one. I missed number one here. Um, I knew Cincy would win, but like I expected a fight, you know, from my Super Bowl pick Buffalo. Uh, but losing by seventeen at home against a pretty much backup offensive line is inexcusable for a defensive coach in a blizzard too. Inexcusable. They started with a three and out. They surrendered two touchdowns on the first two drives. Completely killed the game from there. Uh, it never really let the fans become a factor. You never really got home field on your side. Um, defensive coach, you really, you're going to let Joe Burrow and the Bengals march down. I mean, that was a coaching mismatch mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, I think now we're starting to see how much the Buffalo Bills miss Brian Dayball as the offensive coordinator, right? Oh, yeah. Like, we are seeing, it's not the same schemes. It, no. there, there's not the same level of creativity in that offense anymore. Plus, I just want to add this. Sure, they didn't give Bills Mafia the chance to really get going, like with a lead and like, right, really take foothold. But they did have an advantage at home. They 100%. had they had a blizzard. It's a snow team they, at home. Yeah, they in that snow. is their element. That that's where you should dominate. That's I where agree. if other teams come in that aren't used to playing in that, they should have a little bit of a shock. I agree. Uh, and you didn't get any of that. Nothing. Um, you know, out of out of Buffalo, and I think it was just really surprising. I think it speaks a lot to Joe Burrow and the Bengals. I, I just, I just, and Zach Taylor. Expect. I think it's time that you start like actually considering Zach Taylor as a top coach because what he's been able to do since he came to this organization, and think about the pieces that they were missing too. Even when a they lot. got Burrow, even when they had Jamar Chase, it was really just those two on offense. The linebacking core was near last in the league. The offensive line was near last in the league. I mean, they didn't have like great framework to no. build around. No. Um, and now he's done it for two seasons in a row that, that we've yep. seen this kind of production. So I think that that's, you got to start looking at him as like a real real like good head coach i agree and also it's really really impressive when they do this against a buffalo against the kansas city yeah. like they have consistently like a top contender, i don't want to yeah. say dominated kansas city but they've consistently had kansas city's number they consistently against good quarterbacks and against good teams look more prepared look better coached so i think that it's not just what he's been able to do it's how he's been able to yeah. do it yeah. and uh it's good on them good for them uh, hit number two here <clears throat> i know i sound like a broken record here but i i keep getting pushback on this and and i talked about it earlier i'll talk about it again this is what dak prescott is against winning teams i've said it before okay he whooped up on the eight and nine bucks that's exactly what you should do like so the bucks have a losing record they crawled into the playoffs they almost let the panthers steal the playoff spot from them. let that sink in right dak's never been a top 10 quarterback he never will be that's the reality of dak prescott in big games against winning teams that just is what it is he's i you know i i hate to be the barrier of bad news here, but he's closer to Daniel Jones than he is the top 10. Jalen Hurts, you know, Joe Burrow, anybody left. He's he's, yeah. he's closer to Daniel Jones than he is anybody else that made the playoffs. Yeah, and period. I don't know why people struggle to see that still. No matter how many times that you do that rant, provide I feel like I've done it four times. Stats, everybody still finds a way to argue it, but then we see this and at we the see end the, of the season. Then we see myself get proved right yeah and then and then we post something about it and then we still somehow get kicked back oh you, you can't be speaking well, on deck like that you, you just gotta wait till next season how many more seasons do we have to wait well, well tony pollard was hurt <laughs> okay um what about your running back that's making like millions and millions and millions of dollars who's zeke who's mahomes top quarter or top running back right now is it pacheco which first of all who is that we'll start there or is it jerick mckinnon who's what like 32 so, like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. You didn't have 
Tony Pollard. Oh my God. You had to settle for Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott. Elliott. Oh my God. Were you able to survive? Like not everything can be perfect. It's the NFL to the playoffs. Like, I don't know. I, Was your just... rosé not chilled, sweetheart? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> your diamond shoes too tight. Like, <laughs> all right, miss number two. Uh, I said I'd be fine. You know, like I, I, I could sleep at night if I could sign Daniel Jones to like 20-ish million dollars a year, right? I think that allows me to build a really nice team around him and can, you know, consistently win games, right? Win sure. games, sneak into the playoffs, kind of like this year, maybe make a little bit of noise, right? I said you could probably win games for like two to three years while waiting for a star, and that's probably the route I would go. That's what I said about Daniel Jones. I don't know. I if if I'm the Giants, I might want to pay a little bit extra for like a Derek Carr because you don't have to pay a lot more, right? No. If if I'm giving Daniel twenty, I would pay the extra ten a year for like a Derek Carr or a Jimmy G. Bump it up to like thirty, thirty-two. Yeah, maybe. thirty, thirty-two for a much more competent quarterback, um, especially when you get a quarterback like that who has been around and you can still provide him with a great coach in Brian Dable. I think yeah. that's probably the route I'd go. So for that, I, I missed. I was a little high on Daniel Jones. Kind of bought into the one-week hype. Um, saying that I would sign him, which, again, he still is probably going to end up getting signed for around $20 million a year, yeah. so it's going to end up being all right, but I'm not sure that's what I would do anymore after seeing that performance. Right Against winning teams, he's not very good at all. No, yeah, 100% agree, but hey, if you are a Daniel Jones fan, check out the shop, buy the Danny Dimes merch that just dropped a couple, like, I think, like, two weeks ago. It was after that win, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, look... <laughs> He's a very, very average quarterback. 100%. And I think Brian Dayball is hes better than that. As a head coach, and the places he can take that team yeah. Yeah. are way better than Daniel Jones. I agree. Even if you hang on to Daniel for a year or two, wait your turn, go draft or go trade up to get somebody in the draft in a couple of years, sure. If you want to let him hang around for a little bit while you're still you know, not paying him much, you can build a team around him. I don't know. It's just so, he's not my first choice. I know they're a little bit farther back in the draft this year, but it's going to be a couple quarterback prospects. Like, would it be crazy to give up, like, do you think you could get a first? You could trade up in the first round for, like, Saquon and, like, a first next year. And then you get, like, a higher first-round pick. I don't know if I'd trade Saquon. He's an aging player. He's a deteriorating player. And he does have a and history running backs of are deteriorating assets as a from sure. a business and and I don't and know it, if I do it this year I wouldn't I wouldn't like to be like oh yeah let's trade up and get a guard but if you can trade up and get a franchise quarterback I would trade a franchise quarterback or I would trade a franchise running back for franchise quarterback in an instant without even thinking about it yeah because yeah, I mean I, I'm, just, it, I'm not saying it's probably gonna, it's probably not going to happen because they're too far back in the first round to realistically trade up look it's, it's, anywhere it's realistic but it's interesting uh, it's an, yeah, I'm just saying right because. I think Dable probably wants to bring in his guy. You know what I mean? Like somebody that he wants to work Drafted with. Drafted. Right. And then has the plans Developed, to groom right. and, and move up with. Yeah. I, I don't know if that happens this year, but I could definitely see it happening in the near future. Two, three. All right. Hit number three. I said it for like two years. Um, when when Gino has been on a tear. And, uh, you know, everybody loves Gino. I, look, I have Kenny Morgan for the Penguins, those who aren't local, right? I, I think it might be time to move on, right? And I said it then, I'll say it now. His top end, still a top five player in the game at his peak. But yeah. the turnovers are up, goals are down. You know, if I want to see the puck turned over as much as I do when I'm watching Geno play, I'd rather it be from a young guy who's, like, learning from it, getting better, not a player who is deteriorating and refuses to change, right? Yeah. I don't want to see the same turnovers I've been seeing for the last 10 years. It's just, 
if, if I'm going to see turnovers in the neutral zone or at the blue line like I always do when I watch the Penguins, I'd rather it be from like a young guy who can like learn from it, get better, and grow, and become something great, as opposed to someone who's on the back end of a really nice career. Yeah, look, I don't want to say anything bad about Gino to the point that... No, no, I he's look, Hall of Famer, Hall yes. of Famer, third best player to ever play at the in the Penguins organization. Sure, but... He's what, a top ten player of all time. What I'm about to say bangs on Gino a little bit. He's looked lazy, a, a little lazy and sloppy. Not to say he, he has is, been for a while or right. he is consistently, but there are just plays that you watch where he kind of just... Loose with the puck, I think, is the term. half-asses it. Yeah. A, a lot. Um, yeah. I think loose with the puck. Especially in the neutral zone. And then he's not quick to go get his turnover, you know? You turn the puck over, you gotta go, you gotta find some sort of a back check and go battle for it once it does get back into your end zone. But I see like a lot of just lackadaisical gliding around type skating. Not a lot of, not a lot of purpose behind it, you know? I get it. I missed number three here. I was skeptical on Jalen Hurts last year, but I gotta give the man his flowers. I think he's a top seven quarterback. He's absolutely dynamic. Really, really nice player for sure. Um... A little bit wrong in him. And, uh, you know, we're actually going to talk about his team here. Coming out of the break, we're going to do the box check game. So don't go anywhere. We'll box check the remaining four teams in the NFL playoffs. Segment number two, Thursday, the 26th of January. Yeah. We are into the uh, championship weekend, divisional championship weekend. So we have, what, Bengals going to Arrowhead. Conference championship. Favored. Yeah. Yeah, conference, yeah, conference championship. Um, favored. That's crazy. By the way. Um, I mean, I know Mahomes I, is out. I just didn't. No, he's not out, but he's hurt, right? But I I just didn't expect that. Uh, and then Niners obviously going to Philly. Um, I want to say Philly's favorite there as well. But we're going to play in this segment here. We're going to do a little box check game. So we're going to kind of rank the top four teams. And not even really rank them. We're just going to go through the box check game, talking a little bit of what do these teams do well? And you're going to see that there's a common thread of six things um, that really good teams do well. Um, and then we'll show you kind of the bottom of the league and those six things, how they just don't stack up. Yeah. Um, it's like a really good gauge. We pick the important yeah. spots, like cornerstones that you need. Simplify it. It, yes. it helps you simplify. People want to say, well, what, but the matchup on the interior line. Do you have better players? Where you need the good players? Do you have the good coach, right? That's what we're looking for. So let's go ahead box check game but let's start uh, with the Bengals. so anyway box check game for those who are new we do coach quarterback offensive line run game weapons and pass rush that's six main things at the end of the day your defense if you have a pass rush you're viable you're a viable defense you don't have to be top 10 and everything right you don't have to be the niners if you have a pass rush, you're viable. So that's what we broke it down into. So let's start with the Bengals. Coach, I would consider Zach Taylor, yes. Yeah, I would. Not only have I seen him get to this point two straight years, I've seen him do it in some pretty impressive fashion, out-coaching what we thought were really, really good NFL coaches. Andy Reid, Sean McDermott, right? Mike Tomlin has been beating him relatively consistently. So I, I've i seen him do it against really good coaching. He's done it two years in a row now. I think I can trust Zach Taylor. I would give it a yes. I would check the box. I think so, too. I mean, he's been a really good coach. He's been yeah. winning the games that nobody expected and leading a team with minimal talent at first, and they've been gaining traction. So, uh, Quarterback, yes. Joe Burrow is, is an obvious check of that box. So O-line, I would say this year they went out, they acquired pieces, I would say overall, yes. Right now, they're banged up. Backups, I can't rely on backups in a big spot in, you know, the AFC Championship game. So, I would go no right now. Overall, yes, they've spent money there. They're developing some new players there. So, 
I would say they're heading in the right direction, but as of right now, no. Now the other uh, bad spot on this is the pass rush. I don't like that too much. Don't like the pass rush. They were towards the bottom of the league, so not ideal. But the run game was really good. Weapons really good. Yeah. So that gives them a four out of six, five out of six. I hate saying the term when healthy, but even when remotely healthy. They've had cluster injuries in the offensive line, so when remotely healthy, yes. So four to five out of six. Eagles are next. Coach, I would say no right now. I know a lot of people are going to be upset. He's one on one in playoff games. He had one good year. That's great. Yeah. Um, but he's not necessarily the most clever offensive guy. He's more of a motivator than he is a Shanahan, McVay, you know, Andy Reid. Yeah, I can't Reed, put him in that category. Clever. No, I can't so put him there. I would say right now, no. I would say everything else, yes, though. Quarterback, O-line, run game, weapons, pass rush, absolutely. That team is loaded. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's almost like they just need the right guy at the helm. Uh, and I, I, he and might he, be. He, I was going to say, I, I have a feeling he is, but right now I can't. Box tech is unequivocally you don't have to worry about it next five to ten years don't worry about it yeah that's the box check well, let's go three to five next three to five years you don't even have to worry about it quarterback you don't take a call off at the line you're set coach nope we're good here you know what i mean yeah it's just i don't know I, if he can win if, if he can beat like the 49ers and they can make a little bit of a run this year and he can beat those if he good gets coaches to the in those Super big Bowl, situations I would think about it. I mean, and then I need to see it repeated, though, again. If he gets to the Super Bowl and doesn't get embarrassed, holds his own, they lose tough. Like, the reason, Zach, say yes. the reason Zach Taylor is a check is because he did it last year, and now he we're seeing him do it again, again. this year. Right. Um, and, and that consistency is what you look for before you go ahead and check any of the boxes. I agree. We haven't seen it from Sirianni. Okay, so 5 out of 6 right now for the Eagles. Potentially to 6. Let's go with the Niners. Um, I'm going to go 5 out of 6 here as well. So we got yeah. Coach, yes. Offensive line, yes. Uh, best left tackle in the game, probably. Uh, run game for sure. Weapons, yes. Pass rush, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go quarterback no right now. Well, Seventh round pick. Right. And, and to be fair, he's played a lot of his games at home, a lot of them against inferior teams. He has yet to go on the road against a better team, borderline better team, a really, really good defense. This is going to be the best defense he's played. He's going to be on the road. Now, I, I, I have a question for you. Now, if Jimmy G's in this system, do you, is that a checked box at quarterback? No. Still no? Because I think it'd still take a call on Jimmy G. Okay. I still think I would I would move Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like, you, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm just, talking, I'm, you know, I'm checking the box if for the next three years I'm good. I'm set. I'm good. Thanks. Don't Don't call me. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he's not moving. He's not going right. anywhere. Um, like, I might, I might not love Derek Carr, but... Like, I'm talking for five, six years. But personally, for three years, if he's on my team, I'm not taking a call unless it's for two firsts. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I know, I know it sounds the, crazy. The 49ers roster is so loaded. I mean, right. outside of quarterback, every single box. They don't just check, but they, they excel. Emphatically check. Every right. single one. Well, that's why, right now, if I had to rank teams, I'd probably put the Bengals one, but they're four out of six. But the thing is, that quarterback slot is mm. so massive with Joe so Burrow. So valuable. It's such an emphatic yes. Um, all right, Chiefs. Uh, coach, yeah. Quarterback, yeah. Offensive line, yep. Uh, run game, I'm going to go no. It's not consistent enough, and they don't really rely on it, um, or they can't lean into it in, in instances and, yeah. and consistently do it. So I'd go no. Weapons, yes. Pass rush, yes. Um, weapons are, are on the border, but when you have Travis Kelsey, McKinnon's a good back out of the backfield. Smith Schuster is probably a top five slot guy in the league. They're so good enough. Good enough. Certainly serviceable. You would probably look to build a little bit, but for right now, 100% serviceable, 5 out of 6 for the Chiefs. So, there's the top 4, right? We have 4 out of 6 for the Bengals, closer to 5, 
Eagles five, closer to six. Niners five, could be six. Chiefs five out of six. Let's go to the bottom five in the standings this year in the NFL. It, it gets a little weird. Bears are 0 for 6. <laughs> right? Like, coach, I don't know. They, they don't fit anywhere. Coach, first of all, he's a defensive coach. Don't love that. No. Justin Fields, I'd no. take a call on him tomorrow for the first pick. Yep. And then go and go draft you out with the first pick. I mean, it's interesting. Okay. Weapons, absolutely not offensive line, not run game, no pass rush. They were like bottom two in the league. So, yeah. no. They don't do anything well. Cardinals, I would go, or I'm sorry, Texans, I would also go out of state. Yeah, that's got to be, be nothing. Coach, right? no. Quarterback, Quarterback no. absolutely Pass not. Pass rush, never. Offensive line, no. Weapons, no. Run game, no. No, they don't no. have anything going there. Yeah. And if there was a seventh box for culture, absolutely not as well for them. Um, let's go with the Colts next. I, I would go I would go coach. Obviously not. They just fired their coach, and Jeff Saturday is not the guy. Uh, quarterback, no. I don't think it's Sam Ellinger. I don't think it's Nick Foles. I don't think it's Matt Ryan. No. Um, offensive line, I would That's also it. go no. Oh. It, it was a strength. I think it's become a little bit of a liability. Yeah. Uh, injuries have not been good. And outside of Quentin Nelson, I don't trust anybody. I would give the run game a check. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor's a really, really solid back. Um, and, and the offensive line tends to be good run blocking, so I'll give them a good for uh, run game. Um, weapons, absolutely not. No. Outside of Michael Pittman, who are you thrown to? Mo Alley Cox? Like, for real. That's a real person. Like, Alec Pierce, like, he's fine. It's okay. There's a nothing three. in the either. So what are we giving them? A two? Cause then, and then pass rush. Yeah, because yes. they have a pass rush. Yeah, they have rush. a pass rush. Yeah, for sure. So two, so six. two out of six. So now you can start to see how this is formulated, right? Like the bad teams... It, it, these they don't cornerstone check pieces. Boxes. No, not even close. I, I would say, like, the minimum that you would have to check to beat one of these teams up at the top is four, right? You would have to have four. Four of the six? Yeah. I mean, you can you can afford to kind of be lacking in two areas. Go look at all the eight teams from this from this weekend. I mean, Dallas had four, has four. Um, like, the Giants didn't, yeah. probably don't have four, but they, they felt like they were overachieving anyway. Yeah. Um, the Jags, no, it's close, but I feel like they have four. I think they have four right now. They would now. probably have four, maybe three. Buffalo, four. Buffalo has four to five, probably. I'd say uh, more I, like five. Coach is close. Well, yeah, maybe, the line maybe is four. Eh, run games, and eh. I would go maybe. Ooh, I'd go actually, four. I'd go four. I'd go four. That might be Buffalo's problem, right? They're too dependent on their one checked box. Maybe. All right, let's go with the Cardinals, right? So they're down there as well. I'd give the weapons a check, and I'd give the quarterback a check. Everything else, a big question mark. Yeah. Big question mark. Coach, they don't have well, one. Well, we, we've seen Kyler be special. Line's not good. We've seen Kyler be special. We, Pass uh, rush was bottom of the league. Yeah. I, run game isn't there. Not James so, Conner's a touchdown machine, but the run game overall, chunk yardage, not there. So what? Two out of six. Two out of six. All right, let's go with the Broncos, finally. I'd give the weapons a check right now. Coach, yeah. obviously you don't have one. Now, granted, Sean Payton is rumored. You know, a little interesting there. Quarterback right now, if you told me Russ, I... That's, I not, a, that that's a check. not a checkbox. He was one of the worst, if not the worst, quarterback in I'm football. I'm sorry. I, I can't do that just based on a name. I couldn't agree it's more. It's not like... Na- it, you can't rank quarterbacks like name. Couldn't rank, agree more. Uh, name so, I'd give, him, I'd give him... No, not a, not for offensive line. I think they need more consistency. I'd give him run game. I'd give him weapons. Yeah. Pass rush right now has not been up to par. Weapons are on the border. Weapons, weapons are on the border. Weapons are really fringe. I mean, they're going to have to... If we do this again next year, we're going to need to see a lot of stuff from that weapons room to keep that check. I agree. I agree. But, uh, no, the, the, so that kind of the top four. I, I Chiefs. Chiefs feel, fans are going to be mad. Chiefs kind of feel like a four to me. Uh, Bengals kind of feel like a one. Uh, we can argue in between. They're all really close. But that's the box check game to try to kind of simplify things and, uh, I don't know, kind of boil down the opinion. So, so those are our top four teams. Like it or not. Uh, look, I know Chiefs fans are going to be upset. And, it, and I'll, I'll tell you what, it's the 
that gives me the most potential to get burned. I will, you know, I'll admit that, right? Because um, if they go out there and Mahomes plays like Mahomes is capable of, then, you know, we're going to look like fools. But Mahomes, not 100%, and they get their toughest matchup, somebody who seemed to have their number, the Bengals. So, I mean, I don't know. Call me crazy. Call me crazy. Yeah. Um, all right, with that being said, let's go ahead and get into the news here. <clears throat> story, story number one here, kind of coming home, Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, story here, ex-Steeler running back Rashard Mendenhall. I don't remember Remember him at all, number 34, ring a bell, right? Yep. Uh, Took a shot at Ben saying that he never, you know, Ben never got blamed. It was never Ben's fault. Wasn't the leader, right? First of all, Richard, Super Bowl lost to the Packers, almost 100% on you. I'm just saying, right? Gaining traction on offense. The previous two to three drives, we're driving again. Looks like the momentum's going our way. And you cough up the ball on, you know, I don't know, like a hit, like a really, really weak hit. Like a, like a weak hit. It was a yeah. bit. That's a, that's a bad fumble. And then it was all downhill. We lost. So how about you take a hike? How about you take a hike? That's my take on it, right? Like, we keep ripping Ben. as a two-time Super Bowl champ. He's a top 10 quarterback of all time, probably. Top 15 at at worst. Mm-hmm. And who's Rashard Mendenhall? It's not, it'd be different if, like, a Steeler legend, like Bradshaw, said something or... Heinz Ward. Heinz, yeah, Heinz. Like Jerome, you know, Alan Fanica, who's a a Hall of Famer, right? If somebody that was close to his level took a shot at him, all right, we could talk. Yeah, Pouncey, something like that. Rashard? No. Rashard? Like, what ground do you have to stand on, man? And plus, what are you talking about? If you have been anywhere around Pittsburgh sports, you know that Ben has taken flack his entire career. Oh, my God. People have blamed Ben a year in and year out. Oh, we, we need to get rid of this guy. We need to move on. Oh. And people were talking five, six, seven, eight years before he actually retired. For They were calling for Ben's job. So, first of all, what are you talking about? Number two, dude, you're Richard Mendenhall. I mean, like, sure, I've never played in the NFL. Right. Like, you got some, you got something on me, man. Good but, job. But compared but to Ben. compared to we the Ben are, Roethlisberger. We are to Richard like Richard is to Ben. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's Richard, and then, like... Like, Richard ben. Mendenhall is, like, on the level of, like, a Benny Snell. You know? Slightly better, but yes. Okay. You know, I, I get Jaylen it. Jalen Warren. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> um, I don't know. I didn't I didn't like the look of it. Um, yeah, and, and do you know how many times that I've screamed into the television set about Big Ben? A lot. So many times. How many times I've seen it from family, friends, at, at a bar, whatever. Twitter. A lot. Like, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, story number two here. <clears throat> so, this is interesting because we've kind of been saying it now. So, story out lately is that the, the Packers and Aaron Rodgers are both, quote, highly aware of the possibility of a trade this offseason. Um, so, we're looking at teams like the Titans. The Jets have been thrown around a little bit. Ooh. What are your thoughts? What do you, what do you think might be a good fit? He's... he's Bound to make like an like sixty million dollars. Like that's a lot of money. Damn, that's a uh, lot of money. What are, What are your thoughts on on Aaron, the Packers, what they should do, what he should do? Because I think it might be a win for both if he if he leaves. I think so. Uh, the The Packers would get the thorn out of their side, and Aaron Rodgers he'd be very prickly and and tough to deal with. And then for Aaron, I think it's just a change of scenery, and I think that there's systems that he would fit really well in. We talked about it kind of when everything was going down after they lost. Um, Tennessee and Tennessee being a good fit. I think you mentioned, you know, get Aaron and then what you said, dump Derrick Henry, like deal Derrick Henry, get some picks and then surround uh, Aaron. I don't, I think he needs a run game. 
So I, I think he's gonna. I think Tennessee having Derrick Henry there for him would be would be nice, especially aging. You know, he doesn't have to, doesn't have to throw the ball as much. Yeah, somebody that you can rely on in the backfield. No, I agree. It's actually kind of crazy. He's making a lot less than I thought. He's gonna make thirty one, which makes it very doable for a lot of teams. Which then, uh, yeah. Yeah, that that would be doable for for Tennessee. But then I think also, what does that say for the quarterback market? Like if Aaron's getting thirty one, I bet I you mean, he's going to read you the players above him. It's kind of laughable. <laughs> so he's at ten. Uh, Carr's at nine. Okay, I mean Brady's at eight. Matt Ryan's at seven. Kirk Cousins at six. Ryan Tannehill's at five. A lot of that. See, that would be great for Tennessee in that sense. Guess what the top two are? Well, you have Mahomes and uh, well, not yet. Mahomes is three. His kicks in next year, so does Josh Allen's. So, so he'll have, be three and so four. So Dak has to be one of the two. Dak's two. And uh, who is it? What division? Same division. Uh, no. Not not the same division as Dak. Same division as the Steelers. Oh, Deshaun. Deshaun, Deshaun. and Dak are one and two? Deshaun's set to make about 55 Dak forty nine. I was thinking Patrick through that. about forty seven. Josh about forty. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I mean, I look. So and, and in here, I think it here, would be beneficial for both teams for all you, parties. And then you scroll down and sitting at, let's see here at thirtieth in the league at three point nine, is a Mister Jordan Love. Kenny's only making three point one, by the way. But anyway, yeah, three point nine for Jordan Love, or you can pay thirty one for. So him. you save some money. Now you have money that you can go actually get players. I would tend to agree. I think it's good for it's good for Green Bay because they dump Aaron, they dump the noise, the, the just the messiness with Aaron. But then I think it helps the Titans a lot too because the Titans then get rid of a big contract in Ryan Tannehill, right? And move on with Aaron a little bit until and let's be honest. I think at Aaron's point, a much better quarterback. At, at this point, Aaron's a bridge guy though, right? Yeah, he's a bridge. You're guy. You're not building. You're not. You're not going to turn. You're not going to move heaven and earth for Aaron right now. No, he's too old. Would you give up a first for him? No. I'd, go, I'd give up one uh, first. I'd give up one first. I can't give up two or three because I don't know if he's going to play for two or three years. Exactly. Like, yeah, in I'm my not. head, I would give up the same amount of picks as I know years I'm going to get with a, Aaron. A first round would be the most I would so give if up So if I knew I was getting two years with Aaron, I'd give up two first round picks. You'd give up two firsts for two years with Aaron? Yeah, I'd, I'd give up a first for every year that I had I don't Aaron. think he's going to be playing like a first rounder at the end of the second year, though. But he got to make a splash. He's not he even playing like one right now. You're not wrong. It's interesting. Story number three here. Joey Bosa was fined $55,000 for his comments regarding the officials from the wild card game. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. That, that is complete BS. That That's awful. I think Bosa was right. Those officials are awful. And, and, and here's the thing. Here's the reason it's disappointing. Because now people are losing money. Um, there's jobs at stake here. There's legacies at stake. And all of that is being compromised at the because of incompetence mm-hmm. just sheer incompetence and it wasn't one of those oh it's a bang bang play it's a fast play no no no. it's just really bad calls consistently yeah and it, it it's getting out of hand um in some instances and i hate complaining about the officials because they mostly balance out but it seems like i don't think the volume of bad calls is going up i think the severity of bad calls is going up if that makes sense like the at its worst it's get, is getting worse yeah um the officiating has been kind of the the black eye of the NFL for the last couple of years. Fifty five thousand dollars—that's a lot of money. Yeah, that is a ton of money. So I don't know what Bose is making. He's making a lot of money, probably. You know, I mean, I know he's making a lot of money. Uh, is, that, what is that a game check or two? It would have to be right. Fifty five thousand. Imagine getting imagine getting fined at your place of business for an entire paycheck. 
That would hurt. It would suck. That would hurt. That would suck. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. That, that's 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 a lot. It stinks to look back and like he's in the right and he's still being punished for it. Right. I think that's where they... You need to have some sort of a... I don't know. Somebody has to oversee something like that. And and, and here's the thing. Almost also, like an NFL court. Especially if you're going to go to somebody's locker after the game and that's where their media availability is. Or even if you're, you're going to force them to, to talk to the media at all. And then you're going to fine them for saying something when they do talk to the media, but you're going to fine them if they don't talk to them. Yeah. That's like that's like you like, coming back from a tough day of work, and the media is waiting in your bathroom for you to be getting changed and getting in and out of the shower. Yeah, and and if you, like, hey, what do you think about today? Yeah, and if you don't, it's just like direct deposit, gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's horrible. Like, that's tough. That's horrible. I don't know. All right, story number four. <clears throat> you know, we don't talk a lot of politics here, um, but... The wokes are at it again, um, and, and, and the reason we're talking about this because they're attacking Tony Dungy, a I don't want to say all-time coach, top twenty-five probably, top fifty um, of all time, good on TV for his uh, pro-life stance. Um, you know, I, I would tend to agree, but that doesn't matter, right? But anyway, people are jumping down his throat, right? Here's my suggestion: Why don't we just all mind our own damn business and get on with your life? Um, if you're so sad to go on on Twitter and rip Tony Dungy for not wanting to slaughter babies, well, then maybe you should do something with your life. That would be my suggestion. Um, you know, we we need to tolerate differences in people, right? I have to accept if somebody wants to, I don't know, be a horse for a day, um, and I have to accept that. So if, if we can't accept Tony Dungy for not wanting to kill babies, I'm thinking. That's on you. I just think it's something interesting to look at. Um, I don't know. That's all I have to say. Yeah, I don't want to get too much into it. We really do try to steer clear of the, all the political stuff, but when it's just this bad... Um, Tony Dungy's too good of a guy to let me sit back. That's why That's why I had to say something. Yeah. Tony uh, Dungy's an all-time guy. And you just start looking at some of the reasoning that, that people are trying to either cancel somebody or, or get them run out of their job. It's ridiculous. It's getting ridiculous. Like, if you if, if I wake up and I have to refer to you as a dandelion for 24 hours... You can deal with the fact that I, I don't want babies I think that's slightly dead. ridiculous. But, you know, we, we can find some common ground here. I, I can work with you if you can work with me. But it, it never seems like they can flip to the other side. Yeah, no, no. It, it, you use their out. own logic against them. They're a party of tolerance. They don't seem too tolerant about most things. Not a huge fan. Um, I'm, I am intolerant of them canceling Tony Dungy. Don't yeah. you cancel Tony Dungy. He's an all-time guy. Really good on TV. was a fantastic exactly. coach. Um, but um, So let's go ahead... And we're going to transition into segment number three here. So don't go anywhere. We're going to predict on the other side of it. And then we're going to talk a little bit about Buffalo. What do they do moving forward? Is McDermott the right guy? What's up with Josh Allen? Um, So we'll talk about that third segment. Don't go anywhere. Here we go. Third segment of the issue. Uh, We have the conference championship games to predict in this segment. So we've... Gone to the point in the season where we only have two games to predict. Two games. Uh, we were going through, like, at one point, you know, when we're in the middle of the season, week eight, you got, like, 16 15, games. 15, 16 games. Uh, yeah. And that's, like, before the bye weeks kick in, it's oh, real bad. yeah. Because yeah. you got all 16 every week. Uh, those were those were some long segments, long prediction segments. This one's going to be a little shorter, but we're going to go more in-depth, obviously. Bigger game, higher stakes, and the winner goes to the Super Bowl. So, uh, it, it'll be... Very interesting to look over. Also, we have the matchup that we were just we were hoping for, right? We got Joe Burrow, 
Patrick Mahomes, Bengals, Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. So go make sure you're repping whatever, you know, go get your Joe Burrow merch if you are in Cincinnati. If you're in Kansas City, you're not going to like it that much unless you're a Bengals fan that's living in Kansas City. Um, so it's true. go ahead, check out the website, theissuesports.com. Orders are shipping in a week. So everything should be there pretty quick. A week, week and a half, uh, you'll have your gear. So go check it out. Um, appreciate it. And leave a review after you order. Yeah. Um, but big segment today. So let's get into it. We have our predictions. We, we just, you know, finished up the box check game in the last segment, the the beginning of the last segment. Um, a little news. But now we're going to be able to kind of see how, like, everything matches up against one another, right? We talked about just overall who has what pieces. But it really is a matchup thing sometimes. Uh, and we got two really good ones this week, so let's go. So let's go ahead and start with the game we agree on. Um, the Bengals going to, to Kansas City. So yeah. we're both going to take the Bengals here. They burned me last um, I would I would say so. So my reasoning is first of all, right now I think, especially with Mahomes having a, a high ankle sprain, I think he's a I think he's a better quarterback. He's a mm. better quarterback right now than a limited Patrick Mahomes. I think Patrick, his mobility and his able to his ability to kind of create outside the structure of a play is what makes him him. Right. That right. that's kind of what gives him the edge over Burrow because Burrow's more accurate. Burrow's probably a little bit better pre snap. He's safer. Safer with the football. A little bit safer with the football, but you still get some of the shots downfield. I think he's got a better receiving core to throw to. The only thing that Patrick has over him is that ability to extend plays and kind of do do the spectacular. Yeah. Um, Joe doesn't do the spectacular quite as much or quite as well as, as Patrick does. Um, so with a limited Mahomes, I think Burrow's a better quarterback. I think right now Zach Taylor is coaching his ass off. Yeah. I'm thinking they can run the ball more consistently. I'm going to take the Bengals on the road. I like the Bengals. I mean, I really like the Bengals. We know how bad high ankle sprains can be. Those are things that can linger. And th- that really... Oh, that's going to hurt. It's, he's going to feel that. Yeah. Uh, especially the way he plays the game. His style, like you said, very big. Just running around the whole time. Relies on it. Lives and dies on it. Yeah. So, he's really going to have to I, I kind of play a game that he's not used to playing. And for that reason, I like the Bengals. Not to mention the Brady-esque feel that Joe Burrow has to him. So he comes in very methodical. Does. Insanely accurate. There was a statistic, if Joe Burrow retired today, he would retire as the most accurate quarterback in NFL history. Let that sink in. That's true. Um, That completion percentage is crazy. And, And the weapons. I mean, you got Tyler Boyd, who... He's not even been the biggest guy. You got Jamar Chase. You got T. Higgins. But then you have Tyler Boyd as your like number three. He's and he has been influential. And he's been influential in the playoffs. Yeah, what uh, Hayden Hurst, the tight end, has been really, really good. Um, She had bet that betting uh, the tight ends for the the first touchdown scores that all hit. Yeah, that was insane. Kind of crazy. What were the odds on that? Do you know? I don't know. A lot. A lot. A lot. I saw Um, just just the one was like plus fifteen hundred. Yeah, the one, yeah, it was like, Schultz was like plus 800 or something like that. And there was, uh, Kelsey was like, I don't know, plus 100 or something, you know. He Maybe. Was, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, it was, I, I think Hayden Hurst was up there. He was like plus something. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I, I think they're a better, I think they're a better roster right now because of the healthy quarterback. So, so Bengals going on the road, but it does feel Brady-esque to me, right? Has Brady not done this his entire career, go on the road 
as an underdog, slight favorite, right somewhere in that range. Sometimes Vegas will give you the the line, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like Brady was always in your head. He was favored, but if it was, it was like by a point, point and a half. And, how and cool. you're like, nah, it's Brady. Like he we he's got it. Yeah. Like Brady's got it. It feels the kind of the same with Burrow. How cool is Joe Burrow too? Like the, the post throw? game interview. Yeah, the the throw and warm ups, <laughs> and then that post game interview where he goes, yeah, well, hope they can get the refunds. When he when they were asked about the uh, the neutral playoff game, he's got he's got swag and 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 like confidence that doesn't turn to arrogance. Yeah, it's confidence. It's likable. It's it. likable confidence. It is. Though. It's close and it, it, it's it's right on the border, and that's what makes it so good. As a Steelers fan, so I love it, and it, it, that's so. That's true. I feel like I agree. Um, all right, let's go with the one we disagree on. You're going to take the Niners. Mm-hmm. I'll take the Eagles. Crazy. The, the only reason is just the Eagles being at home against a rookie quarterback. I just, I cannot rely on Brock Purdy. He has not gone on the road and beaten a good team. He just hasn't. He's not gone on the road and played a good team. Yeah, but the the Eagles have only seen the Giants up until this point. No, I'm talking I'm talking since Purdy started starting. But yes, you're right. Like, this is this is going to be the best roster the Eagles have seen in, in, a, I agree. in the season. All season. I will say a concerning stat is that the Eagles, um, when facing top... 10 defenses are two and three and you know that Niners is the number one defense it's gonna be it doesn't vote well for me i just i have a feeling right i remember last year in predictions i kind of lost my way and i saved it a little bit towards the end because i started simplifying and said pick the better quarterback i think jalen hurts the better quarterback he's at home I don't. I I like Brock, oh, dude. Not sure I can trust him on the road. That's a really big spot. That's a really really big spot. Big spot. Yeah. Okay. So do you see this as a? This isn't going to be a shootout. I don't think. I think this is going to be a really defensive game. I think. I think the Eagles feels... sack Brock a lot. I think. The 49ers defense gets to Jalen Hurts. Sure, Jalen Hurts has played really well all year. But at the end of the day, he's still a younger quarterback in the league. And that is a nasty, nasty defense. So I see it being really, really defensive. I don't see a lot of points being scored. I could see the end of the half and none of the teams are above double digits. To me, it feels very 23-21-esque. Real close. Real close. Game-winning field goal, something. Something like that, yeah. Really, really close. Really close. Okay. Um... No, that's it for predictions. We're split. That's it. We're do two games. Uh, so we're split on that one. I'll take the Eagles. We'll take the Niners. We're both taking Daddy Joe Burrow. Oh. My boy. Bengals going to Arrowhead. I would say, yeah, upsetting. Obviously, they're three seed. Chiefs are the one seed. Upsetting the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, so that's it for predictions. Um, so let's, let's transition. Everyone kind of knows the expression. I think it's actually even a song now. Um, you, you, you only know your lover when you let her go, right? Real song, real expression. Swear to God. Stay with me here. Stay with me. So, so it basically means uh, you can tell a, a person's value when they're no longer with you. You know, in that relationship, whether it's in business, whatever, right? If this isn't Brian Dable and the Buffalo Bills, I don't know what is, right? So you see a person's impact two ways, right? Whether it's player, coach, executive, whatever. By how they do at their new job, obviously, right? That I mean, that makes sense. You do a good job or not. Um, but a really, really good way to see you know, how valuable and, and how good that, that person is that, you know, the coach, player, executive, whatever, is how does the place look when you leave it? The place you left, how is it after you leave? So let's look at Brian Dable through those two lenses, right? Of course, goes to New York. Completely saved Daniel, Daniel Jones' career. Saves it. Not even close. He was a reach at six. Didn't work for his first, what, two, three years. 
probably a bust, might get a contract now. Saved a career. Made them viable. They go from 4 to 10, four, 4 wins to 10 wins, including their playoff win, with maybe, I don't know, two high-end players on their entire roster. Or like Saquon, I think, is there. You know, the Andrew Thomas, the left tackle, is probably there. Maybe Dexter Lawrence. They have two to three people that would start on, on other rosters. Everybody else, probably not. Probably not. Okay, so first lens. Pretty good. Yeah, Brian Dable's pretty good. Second lens. Left Buffalo. Their offense is no longer clever. It no longer has any nuance. It's no longer balanced. There's no rhythm. There's no timing. There's no, there's no flow. You know, uh, Colin Coward says it all the time. Is there a, an identity? Is there a system in place? Or are they just calling plays? It feels to me like Buffalo is kind of just, they just look at the play sheet with no real intent, no real pattern, no real rhythm to their play calling. They just kind of look at the play sheet. What do we feel like doing for this down and distance? There's no, there's no setting things up. There's no rhythm. Like, for example, you can kind of almost see Kyle Shannon baiting the defense, right? Defense obviously is going to come into the game, depending on what defense are playing, probably loading the box, right, which actually is good. Philadelphia-wise does not load the box a ton, um, so, you know, matchup-wise. But anyway, if they don't load the box a ton, he's going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. They're going to start to creep up a little bit, creep up a little bit, creep up a little bit. Then small play action, then run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. You creep up even more. Big player with the top, right? You can see him setting things up with formations, with motions. To me, it just looks like it's line up and go. Right? It doesn't look like there's a a scheme really in place. It's just, hey, Josh Allen's a specimen. He's going to connect with another specimen, Stephon Diggs. That doesn't work. Josh, you might as well run. That's it. That's the plan. That's not a good plan. It's not... It, the plan shouldn't be, hey, let's hope it works, cross our fingers. I mean, good Lord, in a snowstorm... First of all, they're buffalo, and you're in a snowstorm. Advantage? Yeah, it should be. That's your climate. They put up 10 points. 10 points. 10. I mean, you want to talk about missing something. Brian Dable is heavily missed. Heavily. So you start to look at, yeah, Josh is super talented. Yeah, he's got Stephon Diggs. That's great. They have some guys on defense. There's no plan. There's no real consistent execution of whatever plan's in place. And we can sit here and we can blame Ken Dorsey, the offensive coordinator. It's been the same problem. With, with McDermott since he's got there, right? Offensive line hasn't been developed, no run game, no real scheme outside of when Brian Dable was there. It's been the same problem the entire time with McDermott. This is my argument with Tomlin as well, right? We can keep burning through OCs, and I would argue Canada's not a good one, but we can keep burning through OCs, but at the, but at the end of the day, no matter who's coming in, it's still a third and 10 screenplay, <laughs> right? It's still a second and 10 draw, right? No matter who we have coming in, it's the same issues, right? So we can... We can argue all day long, you know, is, is it the head coach, is it the OC? Does, does the issues, the same exact issue, do they transcend offensive coordinators? Pittsburgh, yes. Buffalo, yes. And so my point with Buffalo, did, I'm not saying you fire McDermott, but what if they go out there, I think it's reasonable to say they take a slight step back next year, right, from whatever. I think they had, what, 12 wins, yeah. right? To 10. 10 and 7, 11 and 6. I can see that. What if they lose in the first round next year? Well, then jobs are in jeopardy because you have Josh Allen. Josh, jo- see, think jobs already should be, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, because you can't have this is almost like the same argument that you could make for the Brandon Staley in, in Los Angeles type deal where, you know, you have a quarterback of this caliber, right? You have 
Stephon Diggs. You have some pieces. You should be winning. This is more. your window to win. More. Yeah. You, and you should way more. You should, you should not lose by, what, two scores? In no, the, three, three scores Three at scores home. at home in the snow in the divisional round of Cincinnati. Who it shouldn't happen. Like, Backup offensive line. It shouldn't happen. It's, I mean. It's inexcusable. It is inexcusable. They need to start looking to make a change. And if the same problem occurs next year, then will you already see the pictures, right? You've seen the memes. Three in a row stacked up Stephon each game Diggs. that they've lost. The first one with Stephon Diggs. The second one with Josh Allen just, like, sitting there on the sideline in disbelief that they lost again to the Chiefs, like 42 to 37 or whatever. Uh, whenever Mahomes drove yeah. down there in, like, 13 yeah. seconds. That game, um, yeah, yeah, right. With no timeouts. Yeah, right. And then um, – this one, where they just got absolutely boat raced by Cincinnati in their own freaking stadium. It looked like Joe Burrow played in six feet of snow for his entire life. He wasn't phased at all. He looked more comfortable. Yeah, he did. 100% more comfortable. And the other thing that I'm not big on with Buffalo right now, I love Josh Allen. Great quarterback. His attitude, piss poor. As soon as one thing goes not his way, he yeah, shuts tough. down. It's tough. He, he, I mean, like, dude, stop running your mouth at some points. Like, yeah, sometimes well, D- you're going to get Diggs hit is, laid out of bounds. Diggs is running his mouth, too. Look, sometimes you're going to get hit laid out of bounds. I'm sorry. When you're going for the pylon and the, the linebacker's coming the other way on an angle tackle, you're going to get popped. That's no reason to get up and start a freaking fist fight in the middle of a divisional round game and then go cry about it on the sideline. I'm like, get over you, it, Josh. I'm not going to tell you get you're over wrong. It. To me, it kind of felt like uh, like Luka Doncic. He, I, I can't stand watching Dallas Maverick games. I don't watch a lot of NBA to begin with, but I can't if I do and I see the Mavs are on. I will not watch it. I can't do it because every single time, I swear to God, I can't. This isn't even an exaggeration. Anybody that's listening that knows NBA knows this is not an exaggeration. Every time down the floor, Luca is running. I don't understand how he doesn't get teed up three times. Well, he'd be thrown out after two, but I don't understand how he doesn't get get teed up twice a game and thrown out every time. It's ridiculous. But uh, yeah, no, Josh, he he, he is a little little bit. Too feisty, Dad. He I needs say? to get those Too emotions feisty? under control. It gives Philip River vibes, but physical. Philip. Like physical yeah. Philip Rivers. Yeah. Like 6'5, 250. And not just screaming Rivers. at you, but like he's going to go throw a punch and then let his team finish it. I hated that. That, that video of him starting that. I think that was two weeks away. ago. He, he gets in that fight and then he just walks off the field while his the rest of the team just finished the fight he just started. I think it was two weeks ago. It was ridiculous. I was like, come on, Josh Allen. What the hell are you doing? You're too talented for this. I love you too much. For you to start giving me stuff to bang on you for. It's all right. It's fine, though. Joe Burrow won. Because Joe Burrow's a savage. He is. Daddy Joe, some might say. He's about to, you know, absolutely backpack his team again in Arrowhead. Make Mahomes a little boy. It's fine. It's going to be awesome. So It's going to be great. For wait. when that happens, you're going to want to, like, you know, brag that you, that you saw that coming. So what you're going to go do right now, since this show is now over, you're going to go to theissuesports.com. Link is right in the bio. <laughs> yes, st- stand up for you. Daddy Joe. Okay, so so go buy it. Everybody that's a Cincinnati fan should own this shirt. The issue sports.com. They are on sale, playoff sale, ten percent off. Come on. It's 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 almost a crime to not. And the code is who day. So very fitting, very fitting. Um but guys, that's all we have for you today. I uh, hope you enjoyed. We will be back next week, but until then, go click the link, go find us on social media. All over the place. We're gonna have, yeah, newsletter. Sign up for that. That's also on theissuesports.com. Find it right on the homepage right there. Type your email in. Click sign up. It's that easy to stay up to date. But, guys, we appreciate you listening, and that was The Issue.